connected to the Good evening, brothers and sisters. Tonight, I've come to you again. And this is your brother, Paul Often. We're going to continue our lesson. The Holy Spirit, our God. Or, God, the Holy Spirit. We started this lesson last month and we are now in part three. And as I said the other time, this lesson is made in two languages. In the Chi language, that is in Ghana language, and also in English. So if you go to my Facebook page, you can get both language there and whichever is comfortable for you, then you can listen too. This lesson is also posted on YouTube. So you can also go there and listen to this lesson. So once again, I send my greetings from Scotland to all my listeners. And I thank you all for always, you know, following me uh, with these lessons that I present to you. We're going to continue our lesson um, and where we uh, stopped the other time, that is in part two. And before we go on, I want to remind you by summarizing what we have, you know, uh, studied so far. Now, in part one and two, we said that Christians, some Christians are confused with the nature of the Holy Spirit. Because some people are thinking that the Spirit is uh, some kind of force or uh, some kind of power that God put into people and start to possess the people or move the people to do certain things in a certain ways. But when we study John chapter, uh, John chapter 16, verse uh, 7 to 15, there we listen to the conversation between Jesus Christ and his disciples. When Jesus was bidding them farewell, when he was about to uh, go to heaven to his father. He promised them that he's going, but he's not leaving them as orphans. And he has to go so that the counselor, 
will come. And by the counselor, he was referring to the uh, Holy Spirit, who is God. And then we find out that this counselor Jesus was talking about is in the same image as Jesus Christ. So when you say the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in the same image as our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God. Jesus is Spirit, the Holy Spirit is Spirit. And Jesus is part of our salvation, the Holy Spirit is part of our salvation. And Jesus is the creator of everything. The Holy Spirit is the creator of everything. That is what the Bible says. So anything that uh, Bible uh, you know, tells us about Jesus Christ, these kind of characteristics also is the same as the, the, the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus said, I have to go so that a counselor will come, he was referring to somebody in his person like Jesus Christ, in his nature like Jesus Christ, but not a mere force as some of the, you know, these, the, the spiritual churches or the Pentecostal or the charismatic churches want us to understand that the Holy Spirit is some kind of force that you put to you, receive, and then you start, you know, move about, and then some people rolling on them, start shouting, or no. But Jesus says, he, when he comes, he's going to be your counselor. He's going to teach you, and he's going to guide you. So we know that the Holy Spirit is not only God, but he's also a person like Jesus was when he was on earth. Now we also summarize that when we say a, a, a spirit, spirit it's, uh, has some characteristics. And we know that spirit is not material. It's, it's not something that you can feel and touch. So you can't feel the Holy Spirit, you can't touch him. And he is invisible. You cannot see. There is nothing that you can use to see the Holy Spirit. You cannot see God. God himself said to Moses, you cannot see me and leave. You cannot see God. But you only saw God in, in the form of human as Jesus Christ. But where he is as a spirit, you cannot see him because he's spirit. But when he come to earth and take human body, then he can walk with man as Jesus did. So that is the, the, the Holy Spirit. He's invisible and there is life in him. And he also is a life giver. And he's a divine person. And he's also an omnipotent. All powers belong to him. So that is the nature of the Holy Spirit. Now today we are going to continue with this topic, what are the evidence of the Spirit in people who say they, they have the Spirit of God? So if somebody says he has a Spirit or the Holy Spirit in him, what are some, uh, signs that a person shows? Now, before 
we go and find out the signs that somebody filled with the Holy Spirit or that somebody have the Holy Spirit in him will exhibit or will display. We need to read from Romans chapter 8, verse 14. What that the Bible says? Paul, in his writing to Romans, mentioned that verse 14 says, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Those who are led by the Holy Spirit are the sons of God. What does this statement mean? Now, many Christians are confused and do not understand this simple statement, especially those people who read the account version of this text. In the account version, the way it's written appears that those who are possessed with the Spirit are those who are the children of God. But that is not what the scripture is saying. The scripture says, those who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So in their understanding, the Holy Spirit is a force that moves people to be, behave differently. But is that how it is? Now, to be led by the Spirit is the same as to be led by Jesus Christ. If you say, if Jesus Christ leads you, you have a certain behavior you have to show. And people will say, oh, this person, there's Christ in him. The same way, if the Holy Spirit leads you, because of the behavior you show, people can witness this and say that the Spirit of God is in this person. The Holy Spirit is in him. So if the Holy Spirit is in you, it's the same as Christ is in you or God is in you. When you make this statement that God is in you, that one is fine. That person do not behave as if he's been possessed with anything. But when you say the Holy Spirit is in you, then that is a different story. And they will start shaking, you know, making some gestures, and sometimes roll on the, on the floor and be shouting and doing all kinds of things. And when you ask, they say the Holy Spirit is in him. People start shouting and say that they are speaking in tongues, make a loud noises and do all sorts of things. And they tell you that the Holy Spirit is in them. Now, we're going to go through the scripture and find out if the Holy Spirit is in a person, what does it do? But before we do that, before we do that, I want us to study something here. Now, in John chapter 10, verse 11 says, Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. A good shepherd is someone who leads or shepherds his flock. So if the Holy Spirit, Paul says, those who are led by the Holy Spirit are the sons of God, it means that if the Holy Spirit is leading you, 
is the same as Christ Jesus is leading you because he's a good shepherd. And it's only shepherds that, you know, lead their flock and guide them. So in the same way, as Jesus is a good shepherd and guiding his flock, which is we, the followers, in the same way, the Holy Spirit also lead us and guide us. And the Bible says, those who follow him, they are the sons of God. Simple. Brothers and sisters, let's look at something here. We are discussing the signs that somebody will show if the Holy Spirit is in him. But before we go in to do that, I want us to rather discuss the signs that somebody shows when the evil spirit is in him. We have to be very, very careful because if the evil spirit is in somebody, it's not written in the person's forehead that I'm being possessed by the evil spirit. But if we read the scriptures and find out all the warnings that the scripture has given us with regard to the people who have the evil spirit, the way they behave, you'll be amazed. And you can see that somebody will be at your pulpit preaching, but he has evil spirit in him. And you will think that he is using God's spirit. Now, let's see one thing. Those who are possessed with evil spirit do certain things under their command, under the, the, the command of the spirit. The spirit also makes them powerful and sometimes make them rich and famous. So these are some of the signs you can see from somebody who is using evil spirit or demonic spirit to do certain things. Let's read an example and talk about that fetish priest. We from Ghana and from the Akan, uh, 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 the Akan people, we call them Akonfo, the fetish priest. Now, when these Akonfo or the uh, fetish priest have been possessed by their spirit, that are called your bosom or uh, uh, the motia or whatever spirit they have, they start to display certain, you know, behavior. And then everybody will say that, oh, Obosomono Abba, the Obosomono has come. The, the, that spirit is, is possessing the person. And what are the things that this man will display or this woman, if she's a priestess or a priest, a fetish priest, what are the signs that he or she will display? One, they start to change their tongue. All these fetish priests called the Akonfo, when they are being possessed by their spirits or their gods, they change their tongue, they change their language. And they need a linguist, somebody who will interpret their language. So you go to see him, and now he's being possessed by his spirit, and they will start to talk in uh, gibberish, 
something that you will not understand. And then the interpreter, who is the, the linguist, will just tell you uh, this is what it says or something like that. So watch this. This is somebody being possessed by the evil spirit. Why are they speaking in different languages so that people will not understand? And it's a mark. It's a sign. And two, they like singing and also dancing. All they are comfort when you start beating the drums and you see them jumping here and there singing. And also you see them throwing the, themselves and sometimes they roll themselves. And By the time that spirit they possess will leave them. And sometimes they, 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 they leave them lying on the floor naked. Because that is what, when the spirit comes uh, in, in them, that is how uh, uh, they behave, it moves them to do. And these are evil spirits. So, watch this and watch what is going on today on our TV, on our radios, what is on the internet, what is being passed out from WhatsApp, what is being shared. And even in our church houses, look at the way the people who say they are using the Holy Spirit behave and compare to these people. And make your judgment. Are they really? Or what are they? By the time we talk about the characteristics of a person who has the Holy Spirit in him, and then you compare to the person who has evil spirit in him, then you can draw your own conclusion. What you see today, whether they are from the Holy Spirit or they are from the evil spirit, there are only two spirits that control humans. Either the Holy Spirit or evil spirit being led by the devil, the Satan, demonic spirit or cortic spirit. They are all the spirits from the devil. They control. He control all of them. So we don't have the test spirit. So the spirit these people are using in the church houses today can either be the Holy Spirit or the evil spirit. But the signs that we are going to show here will tell you whether these people are using God's spirit or they are using evil spirit. Now, let's quickly go to Acts chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. Sometimes people don't understand why somebody can say that this man, who is a powerful man, is using some kind of uh, occultic spirit or evil spirit. It's not something that cannot happen. Let's read from the Bible. Now in Acts chapter 8 verse 9 to 11, I'll read. It says, but there was a man named Simon, or you can call him Simon, who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody Great. I want you to get these words word. They all pay attention to him 
from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. And they pay attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic powers. Now, what I want you to understand is, he said, all the people in Samaria or Samaria, from the least to the greatest, they all pay attention to this man and they all say that this is a powerful man of God. This power is from God. It's from the God and it's the great power. But when Paul went to that town, because there were new converts uh, in Christianity, and then they needed the help from the apostles. It's not Paul, sorry. And Peter and John went there. They needed the, the help from the apostles. So Peter and John went to Samaria to help these new converts so that they can also uh, can get the gift of the Holy Spirit and work to spread the gospel. Simon, who was using this kind of spirit, said he is now changed, he's become a Christian, so he was baptized. And when he baptized, he saw that the apostles had certain powers that they can lay their hands on these Christians and these Christians will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Simon brought money to Peter and John and said, Brethren, please, can you give me your power so that I can also have this same power and lay my hands on other people? And Peter said, you and your money be lost because you think that you can buy the gift of God with money. Now, what I want you to understand here is this man was using evil spirit, but the people of Samaria thought he was using God's power, God's spirit. Today, that is what is going on. But I wouldn't tell you, I wouldn't mention anybody's name to you that this man is. But when you follow what the Bible is saying about those people, because what you don't understand is they can say they are doing healing. They are speaking in tongues. They can say, uh, 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 you know, they, they can do a lot of things. And you are amazed with this. As the people of some area were, but the scripture says this man was using evil spirit, demonic spirit, occultic spirit to trick the people into a mass wealth for himself. One thing you have to understand is that those people using evil spirits, their aim is to amass wealth. So you can see that these people are rich. They are also respected in society. And they are famous. Now, look at the people we call them a comfort. The fetish priests. What name do we call them? We call them Nana. And Nana is 
uh, a title we use for our kings and, and, and queens. Our traditional rulers, we use Nana for them to show a, a sort of respect for them. But every Okonfo, every fetish priest, you know, have that kind of title. Who gave it to them? Because they are famous. In the same way, people who are using the evil spirit in the name of God, they are respected. I mean, they have money. They are famous because the evil spirit have made them like that. And people rush to them. You have to be very careful with these people thinking that they are from God. Because the same way the Samaritans or the Samaria people, the people of Samaria, thought this man was using God's power, but he was using evil spirit. Now, Paul was sent by the Holy Spirit to go to Macedonia to preach the gospel there. Now, when they go to a city called Theatara, now, going across the town, uh, uh, going across the city, there was a certain girl who was following them. And this girl was saying that, oh, Paul and the, you know, the co-worker uh, were using uh, the power from the most high God. And she kept saying this every day. And Paul became annoying. Why did he become annoyed? Because that woman or that girl was using evil spirit. Bible says she has a spirit of divination, which you use to tell fortune. She was a fortune teller. And getting money for her master. So the master was using this girl who is possessed with this spirit to get money. So what I want you to understand is, if you read what I'm saying, you can read from Acts chapter 16. Paul cast out this evil spirit from the girl, and the masters became annoying. And Paul was, and Silas were beaten. They nearly killed them. They ended them in prison. Why? Because Paul has cut out the, uh, has cast out this evil spirit that gives them fame, that gives them money, that gives them everything. So, these evil spirits can, can make you rich. They can make you fame. They can make people just bow down to you. And this is what is going on today. I want you all to open your eyes. Those people who call themselves men of God, People who are coming and people are lying on the street for them. And compared to Jesus Christ and his apostles, how humble they were. Then you can see the differences in the spirits they are using. Now I can tell you that these people that are called the men of God, that says they are using the Holy Spirit. They are the richest people in Africa. In Ghana, all these men of God, all the big, big universities, the big cars, the big houses. And even if you go to Nigeria, some have acquired one, aeroplane jets. 
and they are all called the men of God. Amass wealth. From where? From all their followers, the church members. Using God's name to amass wealth. Something Jesus and his apostles never did. So what kind of spirit are they using? Because the Holy Spirit is not responsible for this. The very thing that Jesus even warned his disciples are the worldly things. He warned them because these are the things that draw people from God. But these are the very things that these, the so-called pastors and preachers, the so-called uh, uh, prophets, you know, are getting for themselves at the expense of their, you know, poor members. So what kind of spirit are they using? Is it the Holy Spirit or what? One thing that I want you to be aware that evil spirits can disguise themselves and they do all the time. Anything that God does, the spirits, the evil spirit can also mimic that. Remember in the presence of Pharaoh, when Moses put uh, his walking stick down and turned to a snake. Pharaoh and his magicians did the same thing. They also put their sticks down. They all turned to snakes. But you can always see that God's power supersedes them. So Moses' snake swallowed all of them. They can do. You know, the other time, the first time I told you that spirits have powers. And for Satan, he has certain powers that all his followers he can give to them. As angel has powers that are given to them by God, Satan also has powers that he can do whatever he wants. Unless God do not allow him. Because he has limited powers and God has all powers. So these false prophets, false men of God, they can do all these things to amaze you. But they are not from God. So let's see. They can imitate, they can disguise, they can mimic, they can counterfeit in the work of God to deceive the naive. Both Jesus and his apostles sounded strong caution that we have to be very careful with the spirits that work here. What did Jesus say? Matthew chapter 7 verse 15. Jesus says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. So this person standing in front of you, holding the Holy Bible, preaching to you, you see him as a sheep. Jesus said he is a wolf covered by sheep clothing. The fact that he is holding the Bible, the fact that he is mentioning Jesus' name, doesn't make him the man of God. So beware. And how would you know this? The warning has been sounded. 
But what are your measure? What kind of measure do you take to see that this person? Because no one is standing there and he has his forehead written, I am evil person. No. They are all holding Bible. They are all on coat. They are all on clerical. They are all on tie. So how would you know? Their end will justify. You said their fruit will justify what kind of, you know, tree it is. But it can only use the word of God, which is the scripture, to know. And I've already shown you some of uh, the signs evil spirits show when they are possessed in somebody. And I use the, the fetish spirits that come forth. And I told you that when the spirit come on them, they change their tongue. They speak in gibberish. And also you see them, they become very highly elated, dancing, shouting, and, you know, doing all sorts of things, throwing their, uh, themselves on the, on the floor, rolling, and, you know, doing all sorts of things. And these people are famous. These people, people bow down to them. These people, and these are the signs you have to know. Today, because of Christianity, this kind of pagan worshipping and our confusion is going down. But let me tell you, it's not a way. What you see now is they are there, but in disguise. They've now put down what is called the astrene, the thing that they, 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 they put it under their waist, and now they are in coats and tie. It's the same work they are doing for the devil. The only thing is what is changed is their clothing. What is changed is now they put that kind of uh, what is called it the tail of the the uh, either the sheep or the tail of we call it bodia whatever it is. They put that down and now they are holding the Bible. So you think. These people are men of God. Remember Simon the sorcerer. The Samaritans thought he was using God's power to do this. But in disguise, he was using evil spirit, demonic spirit, occultic spirit. Their fruit shall bear them out. And I watch these people who say they are using the Holy Spirit. They are not using the Holy Spirit. Warning number two from Apostle Paul. And we read this from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 to 15. What did the apostle say? For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Listen to these words well. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their end would correspond to their deeds. Hallelujah. What I want you to understand, he said, even Satan can change his clothes and be in a white garment like an angel. So if his servants behave like the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
It's no wonder. That is what Apostle Paul said. So this is warning. He's warning you that you have to be very careful because there are a lot of spirits going on there. But there is only one Holy Spirit who is God. That Jesus promised that he is going and the Holy Spirit will come and stay with us and direct our ways so that we can get inherit heaven. But people are using his name, but underneath, they are devil. And you go to them for prayers. You go to them because you are nervous, because you are afraid. What are you afraid? Because your marriage is not proper. You want protection. Let me tell you, when our Lord Jesus Christ came, he never used any of these things that people run to them for prayer, for any, he never, uh, what do you call it, um, use any of this to um, promise his disciples or his apostles. Never use marriage that if you come to me, your marriage is going to be. He never use even, if you come to me, you are not going to get, uh, uh, you, are, you are not going to fall sick. So if you are sick, come to me. He never say, if you want to travel abroad, you bring your passport to me. And today, we have people called the men of God who give lot of numbers. Brothers, it's sickening in Ghanaian society how these young men are taking God's name in disrepute. It's sickening. But look at the people that follow them. It's so sad. Let's read the Bible well and be careful. You who is following them, don't be alarmed and don't be annoyed that I'm saying this. You are so special for Christ. Don't let these people deceive you. What is important is to think about your future. Somebody went to Jesus Christ and said, Jesus, I want to follow you. And Jesus says, look, I don't know how where I lay my head. So if you want to follow me, you have to understand this. And once also said, we've left everything and come to follow you. Some of the disciples, what are we going to get? Jesus said, whoever has lost everything to follow me, he is going to get after the resurrection. Brother, sister, who is listening to me, is because of what will happen after resurrection. That is why I'm talking to you. Not because I want to buy a car. Not because I want uh, my marriage to be uh, beautiful. Not because uh, my work is not going on well, so I need protection. Not because I'm afraid or before is going to kill me, so I need protection. These things Jesus never used to uh, uh, be, uh, what do you call it, security for those who are going to, you know, uh, follow him. He never promised any of his disciples with these things, these earthly materials, these worldly materials. Never promised any of them. But the false teachers who are using evil spirits, and this is what they do, 
and people are rushing on them, jumping on them for help. And these people are not Christian though. They want to enrich themselves. So Paul says, Satan himself can disguise himself as an angel of light. So it's not surprising that if his servants also disguise themselves as the servants of righteousness, but their end would correspond to their deeds. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 to 15. Now, the last one warning that we talk about, this is not the last warning from the Bible. There are so many warnings about people using different spirits, but claiming that they are using the Holy Spirit. But these are all false. What did John say? John was also an apostle. And I want you to understand that. But before we read John's statement that he made, let us hear what Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 16, verse 18. Paul says, For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetite, their own belly, and, and by smooth talk and flatly, they deceive the hearts of the naive. They are not serving Jesus Christ, but their own belly, their own appetite. That is why they are using evil spirits, but putting Christ's name to amass wealth. What did John say? John, First uh, John chapter four, verse one says, "Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because." Many false prophets have gone out into the world. That is the warning, John said. John said this about 2000, sorry, years ago now. But these people are hovering around us. They are on our televisions. They are on our radios. They are in our church buildings. They are being sent through WhatsApp to you. And if you see what they are doing, you think you're mains. John the Apostle says, do not believe every spirit, but test and see. What are you going to test? What measure are you going to use to measure if this is from evil spirit or from the Holy Spirit? Because all these signs we are talking about, the Holy Spirit do not do that. Holy Spirit is God. It's not a mere force that shakes people to behave in a certain way. It doesn't help people to amass wealth. Or it's not protecting you because your marriage is going bad. Or you want to go to a brochure, so come to me. As people are saying, that is not the job of the Holy Spirit. If even you've lost everything and follow me, God said, you will get it after this life. And that is what you have to think about. And not a building. And not a car. And not a job and not marriage, and not uh, uh, because you want to get well. But think about after your resurrection, where you are going. And because you feel insecure, that is why you run to these people for protection. And you say you don't want to go to Abosom 4 to worship them anymore. You want to worship God. But I tell you, those people you go, they are even more powerful than Abosom 4. So you have not gone anywhere. You are still with these people. You are still with these people. Finally, what I want to tell you so that we draw the curtain down today. 
is what Paul says to Timothy. He says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Paul said to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. But test the spirit and see if they are from God. The same way John the Apostle also warned 1 John chapter 4. So brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit who is God is there today to work with us. And he is in any Christian who baptizes. So the next time in part 5, we, uh, in part 4, we are going to, to talk about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in Christians. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit in Christians. What does the Spirit do? And if somebody has the indwelling, somebody has the Holy Spirit in him, how does he behave? And then we compare to what we see today. If what they are doing is from God, watch them because they can easily turn you from God and worship evil. They themselves are worshiping evil. God bless you again for listening to this word. Brothers, don't keep this to yourself. Send it to somebody else so that people can also mark these people and run away from them, from safety. Run away for safety because these people are turning us into hellfire. But they are not God's people. God bless you and make you strong as you continue to follow me. Watch out for part four, where we will discuss the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and what does he do in us. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.